welcome to the Faith Heights Church audio podcast. We pray that this message will bless you and feed your faith as you listen in today. So by the direction of the Lord, for a while now, we've been focusing on prayer on Wednesday nights because I believe it should be uh, a part of it should be our Wednesday night prayer meeting where we get together and pray seriously and fervently for the things that the Lord's prompting us to pray for. And so we're going to continue to do some of that tonight. I want to start again with Second Chronicles chapter 7. So as soon as the ushers are past you with the offering bowl, you can um, turn to Second Chronicles chapter 7. And I wanted to title this tonight concerning prayer. And I know we've talked about this to a, to a degree, but there's always more room for this revelation in our heart. I feel like we need to focus on two words tonight. If we. If we. I'll make more sense to you in just a minute. Second Chronicles 7.14. What does it say now? If you read this verse you'll see God's answer to people getting in trouble through disobedience. And if you actually read the previous verse, if you read 2 Chronicles seven thirteen, it talks about epidemics breaking out in the land. It talks about pestilence. It talks about all this destruction coming upon the country of these people. And, and it talks about terrible things happening. And it talks about these things happening because people had gotten away from the Lord, out from under his protection, opened the door to evil forces, and all this junk started happening in their country. How I many of junk starts happening in our country? We can do something about that. Right? Whether the person we voted for or not is in the presidential office. It's, look at this verse here. Look at Second Chronicles 7.14. God said, if all this bad stuff starts happening in your land, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray... Now, this is talking about all of us. How many of you are God's people? This didn't say if, if my leaders, he didn't say if my pastors, he didn't say if my prophets or if my apostles. He said if all my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, we're going to have to admit that we're probably not praying like we could or should. Humble ourselves and say, Lord, you're right. I was wrong. Too much TV. I know. Thank you for telling me again. Seek my face. That means you're not just asking God for things. That means you're seeking him for direction, things he wants you to do. Ask him asking you to do. Turn from their wicked ways. Now, why would you have to tell God's people to turn from their wicked ways? Because sometimes God's people slip and slide and they have to turn from their wicked ways. Notice he didn't, talk, he didn't say, he's not talking about people falling down and getting up. He's talking about people that have accepted lifestyles that they know where they shouldn't have accepted. And if we wanted the last part of this verse, we got to not only humble ourselves and pray and seek his face, we're going to have to start thinking about, is there anything in my life that's not in line with what I know God's will is for my life. And we need to think about turning from that, laying that aside. Why? Well, if we want healing in our life. If you, no, I mean, how bad is it going to have to get for people to do this? If my people would turn from their wicked ways, God said, I'll hear from heaven, I'll forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. Interesting. Heal their land comes after humble, pray, seek, and turn. <laughs> Amen? Now, I wanted to say this because I know a lot of people are really hoping that, you know, 
President Trump runs for president again and they're really hoping that he becomes president again and you know I'm 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 cool with that. I mean I think he's he's a good man especially if we pray for him he'll do even better. And um but at the same time we don't wait for that to happen. Now, here's the thing. It's not put it back on the screen please. 2 Corinthians 7:14. It's not if President Trump does something, I'll heal the land. Right. Right. <laughs> right? A matter of fact, if the devil himself got elected into presidential office, if we did this, God will still heal our land. Right. We can't blame the problems of our land on who's president when this scripture says it's our responsibility. And we can't say all these great things are going to happen if the right president's in office when this scripture says here, we can see that great things happen. See, here's the thing. We can't say, God, oh God, please let so-and-so be president so we can just live our comfortable lives, not be more committed, not pray like we should, and uh, he'll fix all of our problems. He won't. I don't know if you realize or not, but when President Trump was president, an epidemic hit this world that he couldn't stop. How many of you know we're going to need a little bit more than the right president in office? And I'm saying if, if you think he's the right one. I'm not saying, you know, that he's the only great president. I'm not saying that at all. But let's, I know there's people thinking that if President Trump just gets elected, everything will be great. No, it won't. Nope. The most godly person on this planet could be president. In this country, we'd have four epidemics. If the church is not doing its part. We can't, yeah, we can't just say, okay, if, if, the, if this president is in office, everything's going to go great. That is not what this scripture says. I want good people in office, don't get me wrong. But that is not a fix-all. The fix-all is if all of God's people will humble themselves and pray. You know, go to prayer meetings when they've got other plans. Right? Seek the Lord and pray when they want to do other things. Humble themselves a little lower than just praying when it's convenient or praying if I have time. That's what humble themselves and pray means. It means come lower and make sure you're not just praying according to your will. Seek my face, which means we want more than things from God. We want him to be able to ask us to do some things and we'll respond to him asking us, not just us asking him. Seek his face, Lord. What do you want me to do? Here's an interesting thought. When you want everything that the Lord has for your life, you know, not just the healing, not just the prosperity. When you want everything, you know, correction, direction. When you want everything the Lord has for you, healing just comes with the package. You find yourself not even having to pray for a lot of these things. Because if you want everything the Lord has for your life, His full will, things just start overtaking you and things just start being added to you. All right. So in Second Chronicles 714, this is the answer. If we do something, there'll be more healing in our land. And you wouldn't be here on a Wednesday night if you didn't fall into this category. So isn't it cool to know that we're doing what this verse says? Um, here's a good question when it comes to his people turning from their wicked ways. Here's an interesting question. What are we not willing to give up that we know would heal our land if we did give it up? What are we not willing to give up? You know, like, okay, I want healing in the land, but I don't know if I want to give that up. 
Hopefully there's nothing that we wouldn't give up so our land could be more healed, right? And Carla brought out last week, she, she shared with us um, through me, I asked her that the word turn from your wicked ways in one translation, it means turn from things that are displeasing to the Lord, just things that are not pleasing to him. This doesn't have to be demonic stuff. It could just be things that we know are displeasing to the Lord. Man, you know, when you get all that stuff right, it's just like this thing opens up that the power of God is able to flow in a greater way when we do these things. You know, I, sometimes just after yourself, am I willing to give up being a gossip that I really like? <laughs> am I willing to give up some natural things or some, some things that maybe aren't even terrible, but they're ways? Am I, what am I not willing to give up if giving that up would bring healing in the land? Carl and I, we have sought the Lord about this to a degree and talked about this. And we've come up with about four or five sins in the church right now that we feel we're praying that God would really open people's eyes and see because they are, they are big deals. They are, they, are, they are things that could, if they're turned from, we could see healing in our land quick. <laughs> and maybe we'll break that forth someday, but right now I don't know if the timing is right. But you could probably think about it too. I mean, I mentioned last week the number one thing that I see happening in the church that does need to stop happening if we're going to see more healing in our land, and that's violations of love. There are Christians all over slamming, just blaspheming and slamming leadership and people they don't agree with, and they're just, they're just so... I can always tell who... who I can always tell who's praying for our government and who's not praying for our government by how they talk about the government. You know, the more I pray for President Joe Biden and the more I pray for Vice President Camille Harris and those in authority, the more I pray for them, the more I go, ooh, when I hear people cutting them down and slamming them because I can't agree with that junk if I'm believing my prayers are working. It bothers me to hear people talking bad about leaders and criticizing them in an ungodly way. Now, voting is one thing. Vote. Share, share your, you know, right, check the box you want to check and go to the meetings and, and, you know, say what you want to say. But as far as coming against people, like the Bible says, you should not speak evil of the leaders of your people. And to keep doing that, well, that just shows me you're not praying for them. Because if you were praying for them, you wouldn't be talking against your prayers. And then your prayers become a waste of time. I found myself repenting for this country and for the church's behalf before God because there's just, it really, as I look around and see what's going on, I kind of am not that surprised that some terrible things have happened in the last two years. And it's not all the world's fault. This scripture didn't say anything about the world. It said if God's people do something, there'd be healing in the land. And sometimes I think we just need a good powerful message on repent if you want healing repent I mean no repentance is a gift from God to get out of stuff that no way you could get out of otherwise to avoid judgment to avoid destruction repentance is a life saving word it's amazing what repentance can do for your your health (laughs) your life amen I tell you, it's time. The church has got to watch out. I mean, I heard somebody say on Facebook that, you know, I'm not praying for Joe Biden. He's not a legitimate president. I'm not praying for him. He's not our leader. Well, newsflash, he's making decisions that can make life really bad for you, super bad or good. 
Whether you think he's the president or not, he's operating with presidential power. And it's very immature, and some other words I could say, to not pray for him because who needs prayer? And if he didn't need our prayers, why would the Lord say pray? We're expecting him to do something without our prayers. God said he can't do what he needs to do without your prayers. So whose fault is it if he messes up? Whose fault of it is it if any president messes up? His fault or the church's fault for not praying? Because if he could do it on his own, the Lord wouldn't say pray for him. It's actually deception. It's a little bit more than immaturity sometimes. It's deception. And this person said, well, I just don't see this person as a legitimate president. Well, I have another scripture for you. And it's in red letters. Would you like to know what it is? <laughs> Nobody here, of course. Maybe somebody watching online. But here it is. You ready? Matthew 5, Love your enemies, Jesus said. Bless those that curse you. Do good to those that hate you. Pray for those who despitefully use you and persecute you. Next verse says that you may be grown-ups, mature. Perfect means grown-up, mature. Now listen, church. You say, well, he's not a legitimate president. Let's just say maybe you think you're right. and Let's say you are right. I'm not saying you are, but let's say you are. (laughs) You still can't, you still, you're still supposed to pray for him. Because this scripture, because if you think a president is using you and hurting you and persecuting you and making life difficult for you, the words of Jesus are to pray for them. Legitimate office or not, you're to pray for them. To not do that is rebellion against Jesus. And I don't know how this is going to work when you're standing before the Lord. Well, Lord, I didn't pray for that man because I didn't believe he was a legitimate president. The Lord's going to go, um, did you read any more of the Bible? <laughs> Remember that day Pastor John spoke on a Wednesday night and quoted me, the son of God, the, the head of the church? Pray for those who despitefully use you and persecute you. Would that include somebody you don't like? <laughs> Would that include somebody who's making life miserable for you? Would that include somebody that you don't agree with? Well, I don't see him as a legitimate reader. Read a little bit more of the Bible and you'll realize that you still need to pray for him. And people, you know, let me tell you a big problem in the church. I heard the Spirit of God say this, thus saith the Lord, there's a lot of stray sheep in my church today in this world. They're doing what they want to do, going where they want to go. They get their feelings hurt here, they go somewhere else. They're not planted, they're not rooted, and they're insubordinate, and they need to get to the fold and the flock and hear from God and submit themselves unto their elders and flow in the work of God to avoid unnecessary adversity and to fulfill their part in the kingdom of God. There's too many stray sheep today doing what they want to do, doing what they feel like they want to do, and it's hindering my work, says the Lord, and it's one of the reasons you haven't seen more of my power. Do you realize that when you made Jesus the Lord of your life, you are now not your Lord anymore? Do you know what Jesus as Lord means? It means I am no longer the one who has the final say about what I do or say or where I go. 
Jesus is Lord means you are no longer waking up in the morning going, oh, what do I want to do today? Thank you for those amens and shouts of glory. <laughs> I mean, come on, church. This, this, this is basic 101 Christianity. If Jesus is your Lord, you ask him about everything. You look to him about everything. Acknowledge the Lord in all your ways and he'll make your path straight. Maybe he'll make your back straight too. Because my son heard that when he was really young, Isaac, he thought that's what I meant. We had this song, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and he will make your path straight. He thought it said, and he will make your back straight. <laughs> but this is, this is where praying always comes in. What do you mean praying always? You're constantly communing with the Lord about everything, everywhere you go, big things, little things. I mean, you're just, you're just hanging out with God 24-7. There's times I just hear things that are funny and I laugh and say, Lord, that's awesome. There's times I say, oh, Lord, that's a cool tie. Maybe I should get that. I'm walking at the mall. Oh, Lord, that's cool. You know, it's like this is, this is praying always. But if he's your Lord... How many of you realize you have given up the throne of your life to him, which is the smartest and greatest thing you could ever do? Who wouldn't want to seek the Lord about everything when he's the most successful, glorious, powerful, wonderful God in the universe, the only God? Amazing. Well, do this with me. Turn to um, turn to Ephesians, please. Chapter two. And um, I wanted to say this in light of what we just said. So as you're turning to Ephesians 2, if you could listen to this as well. During our Rise Shine on Monday, we were talking about there is a way out uh, and stirring up what we heard on Sunday morning. And I started realizing that a lot of people just don't care. Christians, they just don't care too much about, you know, Deeper commitment, growth in the Lord, um, health of the church, evangelism. It seems like a lot of church people today have the mindset of, I'm existing as long as I can. I'm going to have as much fun as I can. And, and someday I'll be gone, you know, maybe early with COVID or something. So I might as well get this house now and do this now. It's almost like I'm seeing the church has a, some of the church have a I'm existing mindset as opposed to I've come into the kingdom for such a time as this mindset. I know why I'm here. I got a purpose. Only I can fulfill it. It's going to be glorious. Rewards in the next life. Eternal significance. I got great things to do for God. I'm a valuable part of the church. I'm a powerful part of the body of Christ. I got, I got to have healing. I got to have prosperity. I got to live my long life. I can't be cut short. I got a purpose. Amen. As opposed to, well, you know, I won't be here very long and at least I'm going to heaven and praise the Lord. And so I might as well just have, have a few more parties and have some fun before I go because the guy wants me happy. And, and so I'll just do my best. And that's an existing mentality. We need to have, I've come into the kingdom for such a time as this mentality. Every single person in the body of Christ that's a born again Christian has a valuable kingdom, powerful, only they can fulfill plan for their life. I, I don't know how many times it, um, 
it has bothered me more in the past, but then as I started to grow more in the Lord, nothing surprises me hardly anymore. But I've had people tell me, people who are on the helps team in the church, serving the Lord, serving God's people, helping the church. I've had people in this church doing great things in this church, housekeeping, landscaping, playing an instrument on the band, running a camera. I don't know how many people have told me after a while they're serving, they come and say, well, pastor, I just know God's got something for me to do. I just, I don't know what it is, but I just know he's got something for me to do. I want to shake him. Sometimes I want to slap him and say, what do you mean God's got something for you to do? You're serving Jesus Christ right now by serving his church. You're doing things right now in this church that have eternal significance and you'll have eternal rewards for those things if you do them with the right attitude and don't think you're just serving man or something. You are serving the Lord Christ. Amen. You're doing great things for the Lord. I know that I know that I know. Dave and Dee Zartman, who clean this church all the time in their housekeeping team, I know that I know. They'll get the exact same rewards I get for the fruit that comes forth in this church through altar calls, which we have all the time, people getting saved, healed, testimonies coming in. I know that I know that I know. They'll get the exact same. Because without them doing that work, I couldn't be doing this work. So no wonder they get the same reward. What does the Bible say? If you receive a prophet or support a prophet or help a prophet, if you help, a, you're not a prophet, but if you help a prophet in the name of the Lord, the Bible says you'll receive a prophet's reward and you're not even a prophet because you helped a prophet do what the prophet was supposed to do who he couldn't do without your help. So no wonder you both get the same size rewards, Right? You're helping the prophet do what the prophet needed done so he could do what he was supposed to do. And no wonder Jesus said you'll receive a prophet's reward even though you're not a prophet. I know, you know, <laughs> the things that we're talking about now aren't fun to hear sometimes, but I do believe that it this next year the Lord's going to deal with the church about some repentance, about some things that we do need to get straight. I think, I think a lot of other things are in place. I think there's one thing. I, I, think, I think God's going to put his finger on some things that would help build the wall of protection around our city and nation. And if the church responds, we're going to see some great things. There's two ways I see protection can happen. Number one, the Lord just heals the land because his people just rally together and every one of them gets on fire for God. And the whole land is just healed. Even the sinners in the land get blessed because of our commitment to God. But if that doesn't happen, there's another way protection happens, and that is God's people don't get their act together. But those who choose to put God first, they'll have a protection around them, but a thousand may fall at their side and 10,000 at their right hand, but it won't come near them. So that doesn't mean healing's out of the land, but at least it stays out of your house. A sickness stays out of your house. Disease stays out of your house. I'd rather have the whole land healed you know, like COVID gone, as opposed to, you know, only a protection around us and our family. I just, I hate seeing people suffer, whether they're saved or not. It's just wrong. And to think that the church can do something to see healing rise in our land, that just blows me away. That's wonderful. So, um, all right, so Ephesians chapter 2. In Ephesians chapter 2. Um, you know, I don't know if we have time to go to this. Ephesians 2. 
No, why don't we just go to Ezekiel and we'll close with the scripture and then we'll start praying here and we'll get some direction. Ezekiel, Ezekiel chapter 22. How many know, how many of you know that if we do this prayer meeting right, we will not only be inviting God to do great things in our earth realm, we're also going to be messing up the devil's plans. We mess up the devil's plans a lot in these prayer meetings. You know, things he had designed to destroy and kill and, you know, steal. We mess up those plans when we pray. In Ephesians 2, it says, it talks about we used to live according to the course of this world. According to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience. And when we pray, we mess up that natural course that the enemy would like to bring destruction and and fear and stealing and killing and destroying. When we pray, here's the way I like to hear it and say it. If we don't pray, things will take a natural course. And that natural course is lorded and presided over by the devil, the God of this world. But when we pray, we mess up these plans. We stop accidents, head-on collisions, heart attacks, premature death. Judgment can be postponed when God's people pray. And so I want to show you Ezekiel 22 in the last two verses. There, the, this whole chapter, man, were they off. Whew. But in verse 30, God said, I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge or build up the wall. This is talking about protection for the land. And a man who would stand in the gap before me. In other words, plead the case of the, the wickedness and the people in the land. And uh, that I should not destroy it, but I didn't find any. Therefore, I poured out my indignation upon them. Or in other words, I allowed the enemy and the results of their sin to come upon them. I've consumed them with the fire of my wrath their own way. This wasn't God's will. Their own way have I recompensed upon their heads, says the Lord God. This is what we want to do in prayer. We want to stand the gap. I really sense in my heart, guys, I sense in my heart that if we would stand in the gap for the, the nation of the United States of America. If we would build up the wall and say, God, please forgive your people. Open the eyes. Show people what they need to see. Help them to, to realize what darkness is, even if it's disguised in some kind of false light. Show this country what it needs to see that we might have a revival. We might have the awakening because I, I, I got to thinking the other day, I was actually praying for the nation. I said, God, please Forgive our nation for for pushing transgenderism and homosexuality and forcing it upon our little children and warping their little minds. Guys, I just, some of this gets in the area of child abuse. It's so wrong. Abortion and and the crazy drinking in the church and, and, I mean, fornication and sex outside of marriage and adultery and all these things are just like, and then I start thinking, well, is it really a big wonder why We've had some heavy struggles in the last two years. Look at what's going on in our country. Some of this stuff is, 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 is coming up to Sodom and Gomorrah stuff. Amen. I mean, it's bad stuff. And I'll tell you this, the only reason this country hasn't been wiped out is because there are believers here. There are some of them who are saying, God, spare your people, O Lord. Give not your, give not your heritage to reproach. Lord, help our country. Forgive us for our sins. How do we get so far off? I mean, it's one thing to physically abuse a child. It's another thing to warp their brain and get them open to demon activity by talking about perverted, abominable things. 
that they can do with their bodies that are so dishonoring and so wrong to actually say to your little child, you know, honey, I know you look like a girl, but if you want to be a boy, you know, and have sex with other little girls or girls when you grow up, you can do that. That is so abusive. And I know I'm going online right now. Not everybody might like this, but guys, you know what? He that spares the rod hates his child. You don't love your child because you let them do everything they want to do. The Bible says you hate them if you let them do everything they want to do. They need guidance. They need godly prayer to help and direction and guidance in their life. I mean, it's so wrong. It's one thing if a man and a woman wants to live in a perverted, abominable lifestyle. That's between you, your conscience, your body, and the Lord. But to make little, to warp little children's minds, saying, honey, you know, let's, let's get all this curriculum in the school so we can show them little pictures of how boys are with boys and girls are with girls and, and all this. It's like you just, then you wonder, why COVID? Why, why crazy stuff in our government? Why weirdness in our land? Why terrorism? Why, why crazy tornadoes? You know, it's like, and I don't believe God's sending that junk. I'm not saying that at all. He, he's, I don't, that's not it at all. But we got to Recognize there might be some holes in the wall that we need to patch up because the enemy has been able to do some stuff in our country he's not supposed to be able to do. This is one nation under the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we need to shut these holes and patch these walls and quit criticizing government and start cleaning our own lives up. Because I, I, I want our whole valley under this protection of God. But what I want and what's going to happen is two different things. I mean, if, if what I want is not, you know, and I know others want that too, but there's got to be action to our wants. And so I think we need to do what, this, what he was hoping this man would do, that say, God, we're standing in the gap. We've got, we've got this nation, a lot of them in this nation are, are steeped in craziness and sin and all kinds of junk, but you're here. And so, Father, we stand in the gap and we're asking, forgive us for our sins, Oh, Lord, forgive us for getting off. Forgive the church for, for, for not bringing forth things that help people's conscience on a higher level. Lord, how did we let this slip? How did we get so user-friendly that we forgot about holiness and the power of God? And Oh, Lord, help us. So this is what I think we need to do tonight. We need to pray for our government. And we need to pray for God's people that God would just forgive us. I don't, I don't think all the junk in our country is all the world's fault. I do think the church needs to get on the ball and do some things and stop doing some things so that we can see more healing in our land too. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. For more information about this ministry, visit faithheights.org. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. To sow into this ministry, visit faithheights.org and click on the Donate tab. 